discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wow. wow. I'm going forward. My path is shining. Brighter and brighter. I'm a success. Look out world. I'm coming. Look out world. Look out world. I am coming. In the name of the Lord. With the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to change this world. I'm the light of this world. A city that is set on the hill. I cannot be hidden. I'm shining. All the days of my life. I am shining. The glorious light of God. Is shining through me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Give the Lord a shout if you have a voice. Wow. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity. To hear your word, thank you for the blessings that we have to be alive and to be well. We are grateful and we are thankful. Thank you that your word comes with power, with great understanding. Thank you for the spirit of knowledge and wisdom and understanding that are working practically amongst us this morning. Thank you that all of us are carried through your word and spirit and life and your power is experienced even as we hear your word. Thank you for changes, for transformations, for transfigurations through your word. Thank you for impartations of your spirit that happen even as we hear a word. Thank you for healings that are happening even as we're hearing a word. Thank you that demons are living even as your word proceeds forth. Thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders that are attending to your word, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout and you may take your seats. Wow. I glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amazing. It's always a blessing to be in the house of God. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. So last week, Reverend John came to share with us on first fruits, isn't it? I hope you are preparing for your first fruits. Our first fruits uh, day is on 6th, 6th February. Yes, 6th February which is um, in two weeks. So after this coming Sunday, the next Sunday, we'll be bringing our first fruits to the glory of God. Hallelujah. I hope you have understanding now. I hope you don't have any questions concerning it. Okay. If you have questions, I'll give you an opportunity to ask your questions. Okay. After the service. So that your, all your questions will be answered. If there's any confusion as to what um, exactly you're supposed to give and all of that, you you'd get to know. Hallelujah. All right, so before he came, I was sharing on the work of a shepherd, yeah. if you remember. Yeah. So, 
I started sharing. This is a year of shepherding. A year of serving the Lord through shepherding as he blesses us. Every, um, every commission from God, every group that God has established is given a word by God for their success and for their, for their glory. Okay? In Genesis chapter 49, Jacob told his sons, he told them, gather and let me tell you what shall befall you in the years to come. And he started talking to them and giving them words concerning their future. You see, and Jacob called unto his sons, that's Genesis 49 verse 1. Jacob called unto his sons and said, gather yourselves together that I may tell you that what shall befall you in the last days. Do you see? So in, a, in the same way, God also gathers his children. Um, so 31st service is not, it's not, it's not, it's not like a, 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 a time to play. It's a very important time. That is why we fast for it. That's why we fast into it. Okay? Yeah. And prepare ourselves so that we can hear what God has to say to us. What God has to say concerning how we should live our lives yeah. in a particular time. Do you see? Everybody needs the word of God for a particular time to do what he wants done. Hallelujah. So God gave us a word and that word was that we should serve him. Do you see? We should serve him. And as we serve him, we should serve him through a particular way, in a particular way. We should serve him through shepherding. And as we serve him through shepherding, he is going to bless us and increase us and cause us to be multiplied greatly. Do you see? Yeah. Yes. So we are talking about shepherding. We are talking about what shepherding is, what shepherding means, what it means to be a shepherd, what it means to, to do all those things. That's what we are talking about. Okay. So that you can have clear understanding concerning the word that God has released for us for the year and be able to run with it. Do you see? Because in this year, God, God, is, God says he's multiplying us by five. In all ways. Yes. So you need to, you need to be multiplied. Yeah. You, need to, you need to be multiplied in your finances. Yeah. You need to be multiplied in your health. Yeah. Your health must spring forth. Your, your, your vigor, your strength must gallop to another level altogether. But there's a way. There's a way that God has shown. And he's shown it through shepherd. He says, shepherd, learn about it, do it, and as you do it, I'm going to increase you. Do you see? That's how, that's how God works. He says, I'll increase you and cause you to be multiplied greatly. But all you need to do is to do what I am asking you to do. If you do what I'm asking you to do, I'll also multiply you. Is that too difficult to understand? Yes. It's like butter trade. Do this and I'll do that for you. That's how it is. Do you see? If you're not engaging yourself in it, it mean, what it means is that you're not ready to be blessed on a certain level. No, we are blessed already. Blessed be, God, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with, in heavenly places with all things, isn't it? In Christ Jesus. That's in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be your God. God has blessed us with all things. But then, he says that in this year, he's going to do more in your life by doing something. So this is not the blessings that you have in Christ. This is extra. And God does extra for people. God does extra for people who obey him. Or for, he does extra for people who listen to him. Are you in the church? Yes. If you obey and serve him, he says you shall live your days in prosperity. So there are, there are keys that God gives to us. 
do you see, to help us prosper and to help us succeed, or rather show for the success he wants. As I spoke earlier this morning about how God, all the things that we say to you is to help you show for the success that God has placed in you. Do you see? So it's important that you hear what God has to say and do what God says you should do in a particular year or at a particular time in order to see the results he has for you. Hallelujah. Job 36, verse 11, is what I quote. It says, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. If they obey and serve him. God says, serve me through shepherding. If you obey it, he says that you spend, your, you spend this year in prosperity. You spend this year in real pleasures. So I started sharing on the work of a shepherd. I, start, I spoke on what it means to become a shepherd. Then I started sharing on what... Uh, the, the, sh- the work of a shepherd. What is the work of a shepherd? And the first point I made was that the sh- a shepherd must give birth because every shepherd is a sheep. Isn't it? Psalm 100 verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us. Is, the Lord, is it the Lord who has made you? Yes. Is it God who has made you? Do you agree that God made you? Yes. yes. It is the Lord who has made us. And not we ourselves. You didn't make yourself. Have you made an eye before? You can't you come make an eye. Yes. Even phone cry, phone self, you know, do something before. I will go feel. If not done, phone. Well, how many African countries manufacture phones? I think Rwanda. They assemble. They don't really manufacture. Yes. So I mean when we talk about manufacturing, don't 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 talk some. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Knowing that the Lord is God, yeah. It is He that has made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people. Then he says, and the sheep of his pasture. So you were a sheep. Yes. <laughs> Tell anybody you were a sheep. Tell the other neighbor you are also a sheep. <laughs> I didn't add men to it though. You people are men to it. Okay, we are the sheep of his pasture. That is who we are. Okay? And for, for us to multiply, for a shepherd to have more sheep, what he, the shepherd needs to do is to give birth as a sheep. Because a shepherd is a, is a sheep, first of all. Yeah, so I started to, That's the first work of a shepherd. The first work of a shepherd is to give birth. If we want to see more, what it means is that we need to give birth to more. Do you see? Uh-huh. And I spoke about how that a sheep cannot, cannot give birth unless the sheep conceives. So I spoke about conception. The last time I spoke to you, I spoke on conception. Do you see? Yeah. Yes. Conceiving. And I spoke about how that without the word of God concerning soul winning, you cannot conceive. So I gave you a number of things that you need to understand. If you're a Christian, a lot of Christians who don't care about people going to hell. Because they don't think that hell is real. A lot of Christians don't think that hell is real. Yes. Do you know a lot of people don't think that is real? Yes. They think it's optional. The world is turned upside down, if you don't know what I'm telling you. The world is turned upside down. Everything in the world is programmed to take our minds off the reality. Everything. From school, to home, to work, even church. Everything is programmed to take your mind off the reality. After all is said and done, your education will not matter. It won't. A program has been created on earth for education to matter for some time. It is powerful. You need to go to school. 
I have been to school. I've, I've, I've done masters. And I, I'm looking forward to doing a PhD soon. I'm, 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 I like education. You have to go to school. You have to open your mind. It's important. But that does not substitute the reality on the ground. Do you understand? You can be a doctor. Eh? And all your, all your life is doctor. You are doing doctor things. Taking care of patients. And if you are not born again, you are going to hell. You are going to hell straight out. You burn throughout your life. Throughout your eternity. Yeah. It is the truth. It is what? I mean, we can't cover it in any way. You can be a lawyer. Beautiful lawyer. Handsome lawyer. Defending people in the courts. Defending poor, the poor. Defending the helpless. Doing those good works. All your good works will mean nothing if you are not born again. So you can be born again and your colleagues at work, your lawyer colleagues, are very good. They are good people. Wonderful people. But they are going to go to hell. Straight to hell. In Acts chapter 10, there was a man called Cornelius. Very good man. He was giving. You can be giving. You can be a philanthropist. Giving. Changing people's lives. Doing borehole for people who don't have water. Supplying food for orphanages and creating orphanages and doing all those things. All those nice, beautiful things, which are very important and very good. It's good to take care of humanity. But outside of Jesus Christ, all that's useless. You are going to hell with your good works. Can you imagine? You see how sensitive and how serious it is? It's not a matter to joke with. But unless a Christian understands that, that this particular thing is important, this is the most important thing in life, he will not have any move to preach the gospel to anybody. You are not interested. You will be a Christian who is dead. No, you are not interested in preaching. Preach what? Preach to who? All your, you will just be nice to your friends. Oh, hello, how are you? Is everything okay? They are going to hell. And you are watching them go to hell. And God is going to hold you accountable. So knowledge of the fact that God will hold you accountable of these things will cure you and help you preach the gospel. I was not born with the Bible in my hands. I was not born with what? Yes. I also heard and decided to do something about it. That is why I'm where I am. But when you hear you don't do anything about it, it means that you are not interested. And God will judge you. I said God will judge you. Look at your neighbor and say, God will judge you. For hearing a lot of things and not doing anything about it. God will judge you. Yeah. You play with it, it's going to play with you. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. God does not want anybody to perish. He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Who is going to tell them that they are not supposed to go to? Who is going to talk to them to not go to you? The Lord is not, is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness. But it's long-suffering. God is long-suffering. Eh? Toward us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He wants all to come to repentance. He wants your boss to come to repentance. He wants your father to come to repentance. He wants your uncle to come to repentance. He wants your roommate to come to repentance. He wants your friend to come to repentance. He wants your boyfriend to come to repentance. That your boyfriend who is a shatter boy. He wa- that guy needs to be saved. That girl who is a slay queen needs to be born again. And who is going to tell her? You are going to tell her. So all Christians who are quiet will be judged. I spoke about it extensively the last time. Yes. Ezekiel chapter 3. You may, you may think it's a joke. If you like, die and see. You will see that all this is nonsense. The whole world is nonsense. You'll be, you'll be surprised. The, one of the shocks when people die is that, is that they are shocked that all their life was useless. It's like everything was useless. 
the money, the cars, the houses, the women, the certificates, your technical knowledge, whatever, it's useless. We are building sandcastles. All of us are building sandcastles. All of us. Everybody in this world is building. I mean, the futility of life is amazing. Yes. Solomon lived and said, everything is bad. He realized that it's useless. It's useless. All the gold is useless. Sandcastles. If you don't have some, it's a problem. So you must have some. That is why God makes provision in his kingdom for that. Do you see? So that you can have a good life. But that is not it. He doesn't give you a castle that you can't. It's like, you are, you are, I'm a, I have a castle. If you go, you see, I've, I've preached outside this country. I, I, we have churches abroad. Okay. And when I go, I preach to them. When there are whites, some whites in our churches. Car is not, you can't talk about car. What is car? I just did some baby dedication with some of our people abroad. Okay, just this morning, I was doing a bit, and there were whites there. There were whites inside. We don't talk, you can't talk about car that's receive a car. What is car in America? With $600, you can buy a car. $300, you can buy a car. You just, you just get it. it. That gospel is only alive here in Africa. It's not alive outside. There are other things that they think about. Yes. I had a meeting and there were some Jews in there. There were some Jews, some Russians and all of that. And I, I, I was sharing with them. I mean, you can't, you can't take, you can't bring uh, socks, receive a socks. <laughs> receive socks. What is socks? Receive a visa. What is visa? They don't need visa to go to certain places. Some of them are watching me now. They don't need visa to go to certain places. We have some Americans in our church. They don't need visa. They are watching me now, now as I'm talking to you. They don't need visa to go anywhere. They can just, they're just showing up. It is we who need visa. Emadaba. Lord. Visa now. Anabadogadaba. Emalaba. They will not bounce me again. Anana, anana, anana. It's just, it's just here. It's just here. It's, it's unfortunate that our leaders have, our leaders have compelled us to pray such prayers. Yes, it's just our leaders. There's nobody else. It's just our, blame the leaders, the politicians. Ish. So we have a responsibility. Do you get it? And you need to conceive along the lines of the fact that you have a responsibility. Yes. If you don't conceive along, you will never be moved. You will only be doing uh, mechanical work. You're a mechanical engineer, electrical engineering. That's all you'll be doing. And your life will end. If you like, look at all those who have, who have gone on pension. It is pathetic. Pension, it is pathetic. Yeah, it is pathetic. Maybe you've never seen anybody go on pe- pension before. But if you have, it is pathetic. You wonder, well, what was your life for? Your life was to save the company. That's all. You are finished. You don't have much money. You are home. You are hungry. Yes. Ready, just waiting to die. It is pathetic. You realize how useless humanity is without Christ, without Jesus, without, without the Great Commission. It is nothing. It is all useless. Yes. There are doctors who are dying on pension. They can't do much. They can't do anything. They don't have much money. Doctors, are, doctors in Ghana are one of the poorest people in the, in the, in the world. Yes. They are one of the most ill-treated groups in the whole country. You go to school, they are the best of the best, but they are not paid well. Yes, businessmen are far richer. Market women are far richer. Mechanic, uh, uh, mechanics, mechanics, and fridge repairers are far richer. A fridge repairer came to my house to come and repair a fridge. He says we take thousand five for repairing the fridge. Thousand five. Thousand five. My wife said, "Hey, you are charging thousand five. How much do you want me to charge? If I work on you right now, how much will, will I charge you?" He, he, she spoke her, the price came down <laughs> to 300 Ghana cities, I tell you. (Laughter) 
Hallelujah. So if you are, if you are not smart, you will, it's called the deception of this world. I'm going to get there this morning with you, okay? That's great deception. Great deception. And when you talk about it, they want to water you down. It's like, oh, don't say it, don't say it. After all, they said, and do, do all this will mean nothing. So you need, to, you need to conceive. Yes, you need to conceive along the lines of the fact that you need to do something as, as, as a child of God. You need to preach the gospel. You may not understand it much, but say something to somebody. Tell somebody Jesus loves you. That is why you are alive. You are alive and born again so that you can win somebody. Have that understanding. Okay? So that's, that's about conception. You can get the message. I think it was a very powerful message. You can get it. I'm just, I'm just summarizing it briefly. So this morning, I'm going to talk about giving birth. Now that you have, you have conceived, because giving birth has to do with conception and then labor. Isn't it? After you have conceived, you go to the nine months of pregnancy. And then you go to the labor world. Is that not so? Yeah. So you go to the labor world and then you give birth. Then you can have a baby. So as, as a shepherd, you need to conceive and then you also need to labor to produce children. What is the labor? The labor is prayer. So we need to pray for people to be born again. We need to pray certain prayers. We need to pray about some things. If we are going to multiply, if we are going to, the work of a shepherd includes prayer. It is a major thing. And the first aspect of the prayer is praying for people to come in, into the kingdom. Praying for some things to happen. And I'm going to show you what to pray and why we need to pray. Okay? That's what I'm teaching you today. Why? Why do we need to pray? Why do we need to pray? Why do we have to pray? If you read in Matthew, I hope you understand what I'm saying now. If you, if you read in Matthew chapter, chapter 13, verse 44, Matthew 13, 44, he says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto, unto treasure hid in a field, the which a man has found, the which when a man has found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he has, and buy that field. Let's read BB, so it's simpler, the which, you don't understand the which. The kingdom of heaven is like a secret store of wealth in a field. A secret store of wealth in a field. Which a man came across and put back again. He came across this particular wealth, but he put it back again into the field. And in his joy, he goes and gives all he has. He sells all he has and comes to come and buy that field. Do you see? Uh-huh. Hmm. If you read the Bible, you will see that Jesus has legally bought the field. He's bought the whole world. Everybody in, in, in this world has been paid for by Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus is not for Christians. Jesus did not die for Christians. Jesus died for the world. The whole world. The whole world. Not for Christians. The whole world. Including all... Including everybody you can think about. All the people who... Are on their way to hell. Everybody, everybody was bought by Jesus. The whole field was bought by Jesus. He says he found the treasure and then he bought the, it was because of the treasure he bought the field. He's bought everybody in the world. So everybody in the world is for Jesus Christ. Not even one person is for Satan. Not even one. 
But Satan has taken a lot of people. Why? He's a thief. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's a thief. Jesus, you see, we read something in Psalm 100, verse 30, if you remember. He says, we are all, as everybody, he made us, all those he made. If a human being was made by Jesus, by God, then every human being is a sheep of, of God. Everybody is for, is for God. You see, know you that the Lord is, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and a sheep of his pasture. Everybody, everybody is a sheep of his pasture. So in John chapter 10, look at John chapter 10. Today I want to do point type of teaching with you, okay? John chapter 10, verse 14. Everybody is a sheep. The whole world. John 10, 14, he says, I am the good shepherd. This is Jesus talking. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. And I am known of mine. Next verse. As the father knoweth me, even so know I the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Next verse. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. He was talking about the Jewish fold. The Jews were, you know, when he was sending the disciples out to go and preach, he told them, don't go to, the, to, to any place, but only preach to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's what Jesus told them. He told them, don't go and preach anywhere. Preach to only Jews. Do you see? So when Jesus was around physically, he considered the Jews as the sheep that he was with at that time. But then before he died, he said that I have other sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. There are other sheep that are not of this particular fold. Them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. So there's another. The whole world is the other fold. The whole world was divided into Jews and Gentiles before Jesus uh, came. Are you seeing it? So everything is for him. What I'm trying to let you know is that the whole world... Is for Jesus Christ. He died and purchased the whole thing. All sinners are for him. They are all his sheep. All of them are his sheep. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Look at Romans 5 8. But God commanded his love towards us. In that while we're yet sinners, Christ what? Died for us. While we're yet sinners, not while we're yet Christians. Why were you sinners? So if you see somebody who is not correct, someone who is a sinner, know that that person is the one Jesus died for. He didn't die for, he died for unbelievers. Look at verse 6. Same book, same chapter, verse 6. Romans 5, verse 6. Can you read it to me? One to go. Christ died for what? He died for the ungodly, not for the godly. He died for the ungodly. So if you see ungodly guys, ungodly girls, ungodly children, ungodly men, ungodly husbands, ungodly wives, ungodly big men and big women, know that they are the ones Jesus died for. Jesus died for them. They belong to Jesus. He has bought the whole field. Everything belongs to him. Everything belongs to him. The only problem is that they are lost. They are lost. So everything belongs to him, but some have been lost. Most of the sheep have been lost, and they must come back. So Luke chapter, Luke chapter 15 from verse 1 talks about the prob- many parables that Jesus spoke about lost sheep, lost coin, and then the prodigal son. All of them were with the father. They, they were with the father, but then they have, they have been lost. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So everybody, if you are here, God has saved you. Hallelujah. The Lord has bought the whole world. The whole world belongs to him. Everybody is his sheep. Isn't it? 
I'm showing you why we must pray. Uh, we must pray because everything belongs to the Lord. The devil has taken some. Everyone belongs to the Lord. The, the devil has stolen some. Some are lost and must be brought back. How are they brought back? By travail. I'm going to talk about that. Okay? You in the church? Beautiful. So, Jesus spoke this parable to show how the kingdom of God is. So, I want you to understand all these things. So, you can pray right. You can do what you're supposed to do. Because after all is said and done, it is not your Canada going or your America going or your UK going that will matter. We were reading the news and we saw a man who had, been, who had died in, in bed. A white man in America who has died in bed because of a stray bullet. A stray bullet. Like he's sleeping in his house. In bed. And a stray bullet. Someone shot a gun somewhere and he came through his window and came to enter his chest and killed him. Did you see the story? It's just recent. I think two days or three days ago. Just like that. There was this Ghanaian who was also in America. I mean, when he got the visa, that was it's like, hey, I'm happy. He didn't know he was, it, was like, it was his death. He was also Sunday afternoon. This was going to church. They were doing barbecue in the garden. They were just, yeah, chilling. They were just chilling. I mean, there's nothing wrong with chilling. But chill at the right time. I believe in chilling. Or oh, you don't believe in chilling? Chill. Be happy. Eat meat. Eat fish. If you eat snakes, eat snakes. Whatever you need to eat, eat it. Be happy. Yes. Travel. I believe in travel. Travel and go and enjoy yourself. Take your wife, go and enjoy yourself somewhere. Something wrong. Man must be happy. The world was created for is yours. Be happy. Enjoy it. But enjoy it wisdom. That's all. Basically. Do you get it? Uh-huh. He was doing barbecue in the, in the garden. They were doing straight bullet straight into his heart. He died on the spot. If he had known that the visa was going to be his death, he wouldn't have gone. He would have stayed in his Ghana quietly. Where bullets don't fly anyhow. You'll be in your abokubi very quietly and you'll be, you'll be fine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because he didn't have the Holy Spirit, he didn't know. Yes. It's not every good thing that is from the Lord. So everything is for the Lord, but then they've been lost. And I just want to show it to you in the Bible. Okay? Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners to hear him. Next verse, please. I'm, going to, I'm reading the whole thing, so just keep going to the next verse. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. They were... Jesus receives sinners and he is with sinners. Hey, what kind of the religious guys in the system were criticizing Jesus for eating with sinners and sitting with sinners? Then Jesus started telling them stories. And he spoke this parable unto them, saying, he, spoke, he started talking to them. What man of you, which one of you, having an hundred sheep, you have one hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave them ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he finds it? Which one of you, having hundred sheep, and if he loses one, will not leave the 99 and go and look for the one that is lost. Next verse. And when he has found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. This is the problem. There are sheep that are lost. So many sheep that are lost. When you go and you see the parable of the lost coin, the woman had the, they had the, the woman had the coin. And then she lost one. 
The Bible says she swept everywhere and found the one. And when she found it, she rejoiced greatly. Then it says that so shall it be eh, in heaven. Go back, go, go back to, go back to verse 5. And when he has found it, he laid it on his shoulders rejoicing. Verse 6. And when he cometh home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Verse 7. I see unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented. More than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. You see, so there are many people who are, they, they are lost. And it's, it's the father does not want them to be lost. God doesn't want, you see, God sees hell. He sees heaven. And he sees his children. He sees all his sheep. And some are going to hell. Some are coming to heaven. He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Remember, he's, I, I mentioned it to you in first, second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. God does not want any one person to, be, to perish. God does not take joy in the death of an unrighteous man. Look at the second Peter 3 9. Quickly, please. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Not that God is not interested in destroying the world. God is interested in destroying the world because of the sin, the sin that is around. But he's taking his time. Because that's what, that's what all this is about. Look at verse 8 so that we understand it. He says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. And the Lord is not slack concerning his covenant, his, his, his promise. As some men count slack. Let, let's read uh, Amplified of this so that you, we understand it well. The Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow about what he promises. According to some people's conception of slowness. You know, people say that they have been saying Jesus is coming. If Jesus was on a, wheel, a wheelbarrow, he would have arrived by now. If Jesus was driving on an Aboboya, he would have showed up by now. It's not that Jesus is slow about what he wants to do. It's because of something. There's a reason. So he's trying to explain to you that don't think that it's not that like God is not interested in what he says he will do. No. According to some con uh, conceptions of slowness. But he is long-suffering. The reason why he's not doing something is because he's long-suffering. Extraordinarily patient toward you. Not designed that any should perish, but that all should turn to repentance. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yes, he does. He wants everybody to turn. He doesn't want anybody to perish because it is not easy for a soul to be lost in hell. When someone dies, don't just say R.I.P. because some people are not resting in peace. Some people are burning in, in hell. They are standing in fire in Magot. And amazingly, hell is not the end. Hell is just a, it's a waiting place. The main place is the lake of fire. There's a lake that is full of fire that you can't... Some people say, oh, hell will be nice. Michael Jackson will be there. Ra uh, 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 Commando will be there. Rambo will be there. Uh, Jet Li will be there. Hey! Uh, who else? Bob Marley will be there. You don't know? Yes. There will be a lot of music there. Brother, it's a very serious thing. Oh. There's fire, there's worms, there's things. You can't have time to dance. Oh. There's no dance, there's no chilling. Oh. It's a very dangerous place. And it exists. It is there. It is there. It is real. If you are not born again, you are going there. I tell you. Jesus, who is God, came down to come and say that there's a place like that. You who is a human being, who has no, you don't even know what's happening in the house. You say there's no hell. Are you okay? Are you okay? Who are you? What do you know? That you can boldly say that there's no hell. Die and see. Die and see. When you die, then you come back and come and tell us whether it's real or not. Yes. If you can come back. It is real. And it is believing in Jesus Christ that takes people out of it. You understand? 
yo, you there be sitting there and doing, be doing, someone is jumping, is out. Oh, it's not true. Okay, be there. Be there. When your time comes, I pray it doesn't come. I pray you get born again before that. Yes. Because even God is praying that you will not go there. Even God. So the sheep are lost. And he wants them back. Do you understand? They are all his. It is illegal for anybody to go to hell. Jesus has been to hell for everybody. Nobody needs to go there. Why do you need to go there? You don't need to go there. Jesus went there in his death, burial, and resurrection. He went there. He went to hell. He descended down to hell for you so that you don't go down to hell. Wow. Like when you die, you go up to he- heaven, not down to hell. So nobody needs to go there. Nobody needs to go there. And we need to make sure nobody goes there. How? By praying. By praying about it. Praying that the one who has blinded them will take his hands off. You see, because there's someone who has blinded people. All the conceptions that people have, hey, it's not, this one is not real. Life is just like, this is it. When you die, you go into uh, oblivion. It's finished. You just go into the skies. Uh, you just go into the air. You form part of the clouds. Or you come back as a termite. Or you come back as a, as a snake. Something. Reincarnation. You go and come. You do this. Uh, all those things, they are causes to the devil. To hold people back. And make them not believe and go to hell. And new things keep coming. The devil keeps cooking new things. Hallelujah. Go back to Luke. Luke chapter 15. So Jesus talks about the lost sheep. The power of the lost sheep. Then he talks about the power of the lost coin. Then he talks about the prodigal son. The prodigal son. You see. And how that the prodigal son was with his father. That's the original thing. He was, with the, he was with the father with the other brother, the older brother. They were all there. And then he changed. He decided that I'm going, I'm going away. I'm going to do whatever. All of us are children of God. Everybody was born as a sheep of God. Everybody born into this world is a sheep. It's God's sheep. It's originally God's sheep. Adam was for God. I mean, all of Adam's descendants are for God. They are not for the devil. They are not, for, they are not made for hell. Nobody's made for hell. Hell was not made for any human being. Jesus said that hell was made for the devil and his angels. That was what Jesus himself said. The hell was made for the devil and his angels. No human being is supposed to go there. But the devil is making sure a lot of people go there. For God to be in pain. Hallelujah. So he's talking about this particular guy. A certain man had two sons. The man, the man is God. If you, if you read, you see that the man is God. The two sons are one who left who got lost and went to do all those things, all those foolish things. If you read in verse 24, Luke 15, 24, when the boy came back, God, the man said something and that shows you that it's, it is something that you, ne- you need to see. This. this For this my son, this my what? He will, he's always been his son. Always. For this my son was dead. So even though he was dead, he was still his son. This my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost. This my son was lost. And is found. And they began to be married. The key thing is that he is a son. So all, all the people in the world are God's sons. They are all, they are all for him. They are his sons. They are his daughters. Everybody's for him. But many of them are on their way to hell. Because they are lost. And God has sent us as agents to work with him. To bring his sons and his daughters back to him. That is why we must pray. The first way to get it done is to pray. Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. Look at Galatians 4 19. 
Paul said to the Galatian church. Paul had started a church. The church had grown and it was doing well. They were having some problems. And he said something to them. He said, my little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. So he, at this particular time, he was praying and travailing in birth again. Again means he did it earlier, isn't it? My literature of whom I travel in birth again. Again. Meaning that he had travelled earlier. He had travelled earlier for them to come into existence. For them to be born. For them to be recovered from being lost. So that is how it is. We must travel for people to find their way back to the Lord. If we don't travel, if we don't pray, they will not find their way back. All those who are lost will not find their way back. All the sheep of God will not find their way back. They will all go to hell. And amazingly, God will not be happy with us because he was depending on us to tell them. Romans chapter 10. Let me show you a scripture. Go to Romans chapter 10. Let's read verse 13. Romans 10, 13. 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anybody who calls upon Jesus Christ shall be saved. Anybody. Next verse. Then he says, How? How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Like if they don't believe, they can't call on, they can't call on him. Then he says, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Next verse. You have next verse. And how shall they preach said they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. He says, the ones who bring the gospel of peace have their feet shining. He says, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So when you step out to go and preach to somebody, or when you step out to talk to somebody about Jesus Christ, your feet is shining with the gospel of peace. You have become somebody, and you have become a different person altogether. Do you see? Yes. Jesus has sent us, everybody, every Christian, when you become born again, the first instruction to you and the last instruction to you is to go. Go. Share with somebody. Don't joke with it. Okay? Don't joke with it. Don't play with it. Don't say it is nothing. It is something. After all, it's said, that's what will matter. Your shirt will not matter. Your nice dress will not matter. Your shoe will not matter. Yes. Nobody will even wear your shoe when you die. You are not dying. Nobody will wear your shoe. You'll be surprised. Nobody will use your boxer shorts. It is useless. If all your treasure is your boxer shorts. Uh, guys have special boxers that they can wear for three months. And not change because it's like it's very comfortable. The boys, do you understand what I mean? Is it true? Is what I'm saying true? Have you ever seen some people? Yes, I mean. It may not, it's not you, it's your roommate or it's your friend, you know. It's not you, it's not you. I understand. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he says... For people to believe, someone needs to talk for them to hear. Do you see? Yes. If that person does not talk for them to hear, they will not believe. And if they don't believe, they will not be saved. Who is that person to talk? You. You see where you are? That is your place. That's the position you are in. But before you talk, you must pray. If you don't pray, they will not hear you. Why? Why wouldn't they hear you? Because of the things I'm going to mention. Why do we need to pray? Or what do we need to pray? 
Number one. So what to pray, okay? What do we pray? Because we need to pray. If we don't pray, it's not going to happen. Number one. Pray for the opening of their blinded minds. Pray for the opening of their blinded minds. Number one. Pray for the opening of their blinded minds. To see the light of the glorious gospel. To see the light of the glorious gospel. Pray for the opening of their blinded minds. Mind, mind. Their blinded minds. I'm going to show you scriptures very soon. Pray for the opening of their blinded minds. To see the light of the glorious gospel. I mean, who would, who would, go, to, who would go to hell? If you knew that hell was there. If you knew that the Bogoso blast was going to happen. Okay? Did you hear of it? There was an explosion in Bogoso not long ago. And a number of people died. Now, if you knew that it was going to happen, would you be walking to it, towards it? If you look at the videos, there were some videos that came out. Some people were walking towards... You see, whilst others were running away, others were moving towards it with phones and moving towards it to go and see what was going on. I hear some people wanted to take some food, some, 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 some things, Snapchat. All of them are dead as, as we are talking right now. All of them are dead. Will you, you wouldn't march towards danger if you knew that danger was coming. Guess what? The devil... You see, some people too do not think that the devil that, that the devil exists. You have a very big problem. Oh. How else do you explain some people's behavior if there are no demons and there are no devils? How do you explain behavior, people's behavior, and people's the way people think? Yes. How do you explain it? How do you explain those things? Second Corinthians chapter four. Let's read from verse three. So clearly, there's danger. But their minds, people's people's minds are are blind. Blind. You can be sitting here, your mind is blind. But as I'm talking, you can't even hear what I'm saying. Yes, we need to pray for you. That's what we need to do. You are not hearing what we are saying. I mean, all that we are saying goes through here and goes. There's something that's a demon holding your mind. I tell you. It's in the Bible. Because it doesn't make any sense. Why won't you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord? Why? Why? What is your excuse? And why is it that when you believe in him, you don't take him seriously? Why? There's something wrong. Clearly. All those who are serious with God are those who have had their minds opened. There's something, a celebration has happened up here. Something has opened inside. There's a clearness that has come. So they have a proper mental picture together of what is happening. And so they feel that God is important and hence they must do some things for God. It is in their mind. When we say spiritual enlightenment, it's actually mind enlightenment. Your mind being opened to see the reality of what is ha- actually happening on the ground. Yes. That's what it means. That's why every Christian must have his mind renewed. If you are born again, being born again is the beginning. When you are born again, you must find out. Your mind must be renewed concerning a lot of things. Your mind must be renewed concerning faith. Your mind must be renewed concerning prosperity. Your mind must be renewed concerning your health. Your mind must be renewed concerning your success. Your mind must be renewed concerning soul winning. Your mind must be renewed concerning ministry. So all that we do, every Sunday we win your soul. Soul winning is a continuous thing. We are winning your soul on various sides. You may be a Christian and don't know why you should worship God. When you come here worshiping God, you are standing there like this. The one who is in the worship is struggling, leading. Lift your hands. You will never lift your hands. Say hey, hey. You will never say hey, hey. 
do this, you'll never do it. Why? Because your soul, there's something wrong with your mind. Something is holding your mind. You feel like, ah, what's all this that is about what you mean? You don't know that it is actually God who is asking you to do the things that he's asking you to do. And that your lifting of your hands is your evening sacrifice. It's your sacrifice to the Lord. You don't know. You should get the message. I preached a message called um, Being Spiritually Minded in our church in Kaneshi. It will help you along these lines. Yes. If, you, if, if your mind is not open about some of these things, you'll be in church for a long time. You'll never have any experience. You can be rich. It's not about being rich. We don't come to church to be rich. Church is not for being rich. Don't think that, oh, there are people who are out there who are rich who don't, who don't go to church. That is nonsense. What, what do you mean? There was a rich man and there was someone called Lazarus. The rich man fed sumptuously. When he died, he went straight to hell. You don't need God for riches. You don't need God for money. You don't. You don't. Many people have proved it. You don't need God for money. At all. Yes. But you need God if you, if you want to have peace. And if you will have a future from this, from this place. And if your prosperity will do something meaningful here on, on this earth. Because your prosperity can buy you things in the, in the spirit. Can buy you things in the, in the next life. Yes. So that you know how to use your money. That's why rich people need to. They say, charge them that will be rich in this world. That they do not be high-minded and trust on certain riches. Yes. Wow. We, we, we need your mind. Do you understand? We change the way you think. Change the way you analyze things. It will help you big time. You become a better person. Yes. You become a better person. If you allow the word of God to change your mind, it will change your attitude. It will change your results. It will change everything around you. So these people are journeying to hell because their mind, the devil has blinded their mind. He has, tightly, he has tightened their eyes. The eyes of their mind. Every mind has an eyes. It's in the Bible. It's called the eyes of your understanding. It's been, it's been, it's been tied. Tightly. As every morning when you wake up, it is tight. It is tight more. It's made tighter. He stays behind you at the back of their head and tightens and leaves them more. Every, every night. Every night. Every night. That is why Christians need to pray for unbelievers. For something to happen. Paul said this. He says, but if our gospel is hidden... If our gospel, the gospel we are preaching is hidden, it is hidden to those who are lost. So the problem is that they are lost. They were with the Father before, but then they are lost now. They are for the Father. They are not to go to hell. Nobody should go to hell. You should not try to become like a, like a bad person, a sinner around. Like you see someone who is sinning, he's doing, he's sleeping with all the girls around. Hey, like, actually, it's to be nice, pal. It is not nice. The person is not enjoying it, actually. Yes, he has problems. You don't know. Plenty of problems. You, don't, you have no idea. It's not exciting. As you think it is exciting. They make it look exciting, but it's not. But if our gospel is hid, it is hid to them that are lost. How are they lost? You see, there's a colon there, meaning that what is coming is coming to explain the meaning, what makes them lost. Next verse. In whom? In those people, the God of this world. There is a God of this world. He's called Satan. He's called Lucifer. You don't see him, but he's there. He's behind everything you can think about. He's behind every social media you can think about. He's behind everything you can think about. He's behind all the things that are distracting people. He's behind all the parties, all the things that are happening. He's behind all of them. All the luxury. Eh? One of the main things the devil has is luxury. Money. Yes. If you read in Revelation chapter 17, you see the dragon who controls everything. That great dragon is actually Lucifer and Satan. And one of the things he does is that he brings... Let me, let me show it to you. Maybe you should see it. Revelation chapter 17. Revelation 17, 
from verse 1. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials. Those people read Jesus and say, it's not real. Be there. And talk with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show, thee on, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great hall, that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. The fornication, there's a spirit behind it. And the inhabitants of the earth have been drunk with the, with the wine of a fornication. There's a spirit behind it. All the things that are happening, the, the different sexual orientations that are coming, the different desires, that are, there's something behind it. There's a spirit behind it. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven horn, heads and seven and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple. Purple is wealth, and scarlet colors wealth, and decked with gold, and precious stones, and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of, of her fornication. Have you seen it? And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the Great, the Mother of Harlots, and Abominations of the Earth. Verse, verse 6. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with, with great admiration. Now, I want you to go down chapter 18 from verse 1. Chapter 18, verse 1. Look at chapter 18, verse 1. And the woman which now is the great city, which reigns over the kings of her. You see, he reigns over the kings of the earth. Okay? Now, go to chapter 18, verse 1. The destruction of this woman. This is not part of my message, but as I'm talking, I'm hearing voices coming from your hearts, some people's hearts. Oh, but this, but this, but this. That's why I'm answering you. Do you understand? Uh-huh. They are real. They are not, it's not fake. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. Next verse. Verse 2. And he cried much with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is falling. It's falling. And it's become the habitation of devils. And the hood of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bed. Verse 3. For all nations, not some, all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. The, the merchants, <laughs> mystery Babylon is what is behind the riches of this world. And the change of your mind. Like, look for money. All our questions to look for money. You are going to school because of money. Are you not going to school because of money? Money, every money. The merchants of it are what's rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Yes. There's something behind the thing. It's not normal. He's called the God of this world. And he blinds the minds of people. So that they do not see the reality on the ground. They don't see the reality on the ground. I mean, why will you see light and say you don't like light? Why? Why will you see light and you say you don't like light? Because of the blindness of the mind. The devil has blind. He's called the God of this world. And he blinds their minds. So we need to pray for their minds to be open. For, the, for their eyes to be open. Their blinded mind eyes must be open. So that the gospel can come. For, go back to that place. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Let the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. He binds their eyes so that the light of the glorious gospel should not shine unto them. So you are preaching, but they can't hear you. It's not that you are not preaching. You are preaching. You are the, you are the gospel. The gospel is in you and you are preaching it. The gospel is in us. We are the light of the world. And we shine when we talk. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ, Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. 
Next verse. Verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So we who preach the gospel, the gospel is light that comes through us in the face of Jesus Christ. It's light that comes. But the ones who are supposed to receive will not receive because their mind is blinded. So you are preaching, but they are not hearing you. Before you preach, before you talk to them, you must pray. You have to pray. If you don't pray for their blindness to leave, if you don't pray and bind the God of this world to take his hands off them, all of them will go to hell. You preach till you die, they will go to hell. We will not have any success. We will preach, they will not mind us. They will come to church, they will not mind us. They will go away. Someone can come to church, as we are talking, everything is, everything is passing, he's sleeping. Everything is going through the mind, it's going here. They are not seeing anything. Yes, because we have not prayed. We have not labored in prayer. The church has not labored in prayer to help people recognize the light when it is coming. Their minds are blind. Satan is the god of this world and he deceives people. Blinds, you'll be shocked. He's the god of deceit. Deceit. Hola Hadabai. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 7. That is why we must pray. We must bind the God of this world. We must tell him to take off his hands before we step out. Before we before we be, this is where you give birth. When you conceive the knowledge concerning soul winning and how important it is, and you are stepping out. Don't just step out. If you step out, you will not give birth to anybody. You have to pray. We have to pray. If the church does not pray, the whole world will be lost. And God will hold us responsible. You see? You see? Brothers and sisters, don't be wicked. Don't be a wicked child of God. Someone prayed for you. That's why you're sitting in the house of God. Someone prayed for you. Someone prayed for you. Someone did not consider himself or herself to pray for you. That is why you believe. That is why you understand. If you ignore what God is telling you now, you will be held responsible. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Someone prays, that is why you believe. Someone had to risk his life to come to Ghana from Switzerland. Young boys, 23 year olds, 22 year olds, who did not care for their lives. They came to Ghana to come and preach the gospel so that you today will be born again. Now you have the gospel, you have, you have, you have crossed your leg. You are doing makeup and hairstyles and whatever. That's all you are doing. That's all you are doing. You are not, you are not interested in telling anybody. God, God will judge you. God will judge you. I tell you. Sit down for two minutes. He will. So don't joke with it. When we say we are praying, we are praying online. You are not, you don't, you won't wake up. Why, why shouldn't you wake up? Say, I'm not like that. Say, I'm not like that. Oh, say it. Say, I'm not like that. I'll pray. Someone prayed for me. I'll also pray for somebody. Yes. Someone prayed for your parents to be born again. For you to be where you are. Someone spoke to you. Someone spoke to somebody. Someone said something to you. Someone did something. That is why you are alive. That's why you are here. That is why you are on your way. That is why you are in heaven. That is why you are a child of God. There are other brothers who are lost. There are other brothers who are lost. We must pray for them to come in. If we don't pray, they will not come in. If we don't pray, the house of God will not be full. It will not be full. It is God's interest for the house, his house to be full. The whole place must be full. Yeah. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Help me, Jesus. Don't explain things away. Yes. Don't, don't give excuses. Oh. I'm too young. You are too young. I said the people who came to give up, the, the, the people who brought the gospel to Ghana, eh? they were 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. The oldest was 28. Yes. And when they come, they are coming to die because of uh, 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 mosquitoes, malaria. They can only stay for two weeks. So they packed their belongings in coffins. Their luggage was a coffin. 
They pack their shirts and their trousers, everything in a coffin, and they come. They know they are coming to die. They travel for six months and come on a ship. And they come, when they get here, they're able to preach for two weeks and then they die. And they will still come and die. All their names are, they are when you go up the mountain, if you go up the mountain, you see it from uh, before, just before Tutu. You see their graves, their graves there, with their names there, and their ages there. They are all there, right now as I'm talking to you. Yes. Yet they came. Yet they came. Because they knew the blindness was taking, you see, you can be a Christian and you are still blinded. The deceivableness of the riches and the things of this world is blinding you. So you, you, it's like, why, why should I do something? Why should I go? Why should I do? Why should I do that? Why should I do? Why? You ask a lot of questions before you realize your, your days are, are finished and you are dying and going, and you have not done anything for God. You are going to heaven with nothing. Only so many things to explain, which God will not understand, because you had so many opportunities and you didn't do anything about it. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who let will, who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. Next verse. And then shall, the, shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the, with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy, the bright, shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. All these things have meanings, but not today, okay? Look at the next verse. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. He's talking about the Antichrist coming. He says his coming is after the working of Satan. With all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness. What the devil has is lying wonders deceivableness of unrighteousness deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish all those who are perishing are perishing because of some deceivableness of concerning unrighteousness that is inside them there's something inside them that is making them become what they are becoming and do what they are doing we have to cast it out we have to pray and take it out before we preach to anybody we have to pray pray a lot pray a lot on, on Wednesday I'll talk about the signs of travail because it's, it's, not, it's not Father save them. No, it's not. That will not. It doesn't cut it. Father save them. It doesn't. It doesn't happen. There's a wicked spirit, wicked spirits that are tying people's eyes. Your uncle, your uncle that you love so much, who is so rich, he has money. He's going to hell because he's not believing in Jesus Christ. And you are sitting there and watching. You are sitting there and watching. You say you love him. Your love is fake. You should do something. Go on your knees and start praying for that your uncle. Pray that uh, there are a lot of prayers. One of the main prayers is that God will send them laborers. I'll show you. That's the fourth one. Maybe you can talk to him, but pray for a laborer to be sent. All the superbleness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. You see, there's a deceivableness that is working in them, so they can't receive the love of God. And so they can't be saved. We need to pray for that deceit to leave their, their hearts, to leave their minds, to check out. So that they can be born again. Titus chapter 3 verse 3. Titus 3 3. Do you like my message or don't like my message? Even if you don't like it, I'm preaching it. Even if you don't come back to church, I'm preaching it. If this is the last time you hear my voice in your life, know that the last time you heard me, I was talking to you about what your responsibility as a Christian. Yes. Titus 3 3. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish disobedient. Do you agree? Yeah. You, you were like that before. You were sometimes foolish. You were sometimes disobedient. Deceived. Deceived. And serving diverse lusts. You were serving diverse lusts. And pleasures. Living in malice and envy. Hateful and hating one another. That was how you were. Because there's a spirit. There's a spirit inside. Next verse. 
But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. Next verse. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. So you pray that the mercy of God will locate them for them to be saved by the washing of regeneration and ring of the Holy Ghost. You see, we used to be like that. We used to be like that. But it's the Lord who has changed us. Because someone prayed, someone labored in prayer for you. We must labor in prayer for others. We must labor in prayer. Let's not be selfish. Don't be a selfish Christian who does not pray for anybody, who does not talk to anybody, who does not say anything concerning anybody in, the, in, in your prayer. Every time I car, my house, my boxer shorts, my panties, my American, my American uh, uh, school. Mercy on our heads. So you pray for the opening of their blinded minds to see the light of the glorious gospel. They must see the light of the glorious gospel. All those who are lost are lost because of the darkness that they are in. Because of their blinded eyes. Why would you want to go to hell? Someone can boldly say that I'll go to hell. Is it your concern? Have you heard it before? I'm going to hell. Is it your concern? Why would, you, why would somebody make such a statement? Because of the darkness that is in him. The demons that are in him. Yes. Draws darkness. Wow. Number two. Pray and break the power of the prince of the air. We must pray and break the power of the prince of the air. I'm showing what to pray. What to travel with. What's to, what, the content of your prayer. Or the, like, what should be in your mind when you're praying? Pray for the, pray and break the power of the prince of the air. Who has held them captive. Pray and break the power of the prince of the air. Who has held them captive? He's held them captive. They are not his, but he's holding, they, are, they are his captors. He's, 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 he's caught them. He's keeping them until they die, and then he puts them in hell. Like I said, hell was not created for any human being. Jesus said hell was made for the devil and his angels. Matthew 25 verse 41. Then shall he say also to them that on the left hand, depart from me, ye cast into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's not prepared for human beings. It's prepared for the devil and his angels. But human beings will go there. Why? Because they are blind. They are, they are jumping and galloping to danger, to destruction, permanent destruction, happily. Why? Because they are blind. That is when we come in. That is where we come in. Say that is where we come in. Yes, that is where we come in. Yes, we stand. We take a stance in prayer and start releasing words concerning them. Melahada. Start warning concerning them that they will be saved. That the light of the glorious gospel will shine on them. Their blindness is taken away in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah, you pray like that. You get results. So we are going to get results. Yes, because this month we are praying, isn't it? On Tuesday we are praying, 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. Join. Yes, let's just pray. You may not be able to pray all through, but then join at a particular time and pray. If you can do 30 minutes, come and do 30 minutes. If you can do one hour, come and do one hour. If you can do all five hours, come and let's do all the five hours. Let's pray. Let's pray for souls to be one. Let's pray. And then after that, the last point is that you must go yourself. We have to go. After we have prayed, after we have given birth, we go. I'll show it to you. Okay? So number two is what? Pray and break the power of the prince of the air who have held them, who has held them captive. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 3. Ephesians 2, 1 to, uh, Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. And you have it quickened 
or made alive who were dead in trespasses and, and sins. Next verse. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. There's also the prince of the power of the air. Then he calls him, he says, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. There's a spirit that works in them. So apart from their minds being blinded, there's a spirit that is working in them, making them disobedient. Do you see? See, there's a spirit working in them, making them disobedient. He's called the prince of the power of the air. The very air we are breathing has a certain power inside that changes people and makes them disobedient to God. Yes. Verse 3. Go back, go back. Go to verse, verse 2. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. So the Spirit makes them walk according to a certain course, the course of this world. According to the prince, the prince of the power of the air, the Spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Verse 3. Among whom we also we all had our conversation in time past. In the last of our flesh, there's a spirit of disobedience that makes them work towards the last of the flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Whatever they think about, they do. Someone says, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a squirrel. So now he's a squirrel. Someone says, I am trans, trans, what? Transmutation, eh? Transable. He says, I'm transable. So he feels like he's blind. So he pours acid on his eyes and then becomes blind. Yes, I mean, how, how, why would you do that? Why would you do that? You've not, you've not seen. It's all, go to YouTube, be surprised. Transable. Someone says he's, uh, he feels he's, he's lame. So he chops off his leg. There's a spirit. There's a demon. There's a spirit. There's a devil. It's called the prince of the power of the air. That is working in people. Making them fulfill the last of the flesh. The last of the mind. How many girls will you have sex with? It's like I need to have sex with a lot of girls. There's a spirit that is, is, is in diametrical opposition to God and, and his rules. That is working in people. Why will you smoke weed? You know that's we, we makes people mad. But then it's like, that is it. And the devil makes you so nice. Like, oh, then it gives you reasons. Oh, smoke weed, we make you smart. It makes We all know. We all know that it makes you mad. When you buy a pack of cigarettes, they've written on it, smoking kills. Smoking what? Smoking causes cancer, which can kill you. Yet, yet, yet your nose is like a chimney. All the time, all the time, there's a spirit of disobedience. You know what is right, but it's like you can't do it. I'm not talking about Christians. A Christian's own is different. If you're a Christian and you're smoking, yours is different. You need, to, you need some other things. This is not the cure. This one is different. I'm talking about those outside. Who's, there's a spirit of disobedience that is working in them. Yes. There's a spirit of disobedience that is working in them. Yes. Yeah. You know that betting is not right. Yes, all these things have crept into the church. It's, it's, it's coming to the church. Alcohol kills more people than anything. Alcohol causes accidents more than anything in the world. Yet they are selling it. Yet they are doing nice advice about it. I don't go for me, go for the Guinness, the power. I mean, they are smooth, tell me smooth, give me smooth, it's smooth. All kinds of adverts. They, we know it's, 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 it kills. Yes. Yeah, Reverend Steve, Reverend Steve is just around. Reverend Steve said that the day a beer bottle came into his, his father's life, it spoiled everything. Yes, they, did it. they couldn't go to school and do a lot of things because their father was hooked up on alcohol. 
Sport marriage, sport everything, sport prosperity, everything. He says, my father was the, the first uh, a policeman to be, to be, to have what is investigative something, something, some forensic, some, but he couldn't do anything because of a beer bottle that came into his life. One bottle that came into, when he came, that was the end. Yes, sports everything about his life. Yet they are doing adverts every day. If you like watch EPL, it's advert about uh, about bet and then alcohol. It's finished. Heineken. That's all. All the time. 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 And when we preach the gospel, they want us to feel bad that we are preaching the gospel. Why should we preach? Why do we feel bad when we are preaching the gospel? We shouldn't feel bad. We are not doing anything bad. There's a spirit. Of the power of the air that is working in them. If we don't pray, it's only, it, they, they won't mind you. You can talk. He will say, I'm going to hell gladly. I'm going to hell gladly. If you don't cry in prayer for them, that something will happen. That the power of the devil will be broken in their lives. Oh, brother, we'll talk, we'll talk in vain. We will talk in vain. Your shepherding will happen. Nothing will happen. We'll talk in vain. We have to pray. We have to pray. I'm showing you reasons why we must pray or what you should pray for. Do you see? Number three, pray for the lordship to turn from darkness to light. Pray for the lordship to turn from darkness to light. That's number three. Pray for the lordship to turn from darkness because they are for God though. Remember. Always remember that. They are for God. They are not for the devil. There's nobody who is for the devil. Including that shatter, that extreme shatter girl, extreme shatter boy, that you know. Every one of us knows somebody who is extreme. Like this person is like he's beyond redemption. There's nobody who is beyond redemption because everybody has been bought. They all belong to Jesus Christ. Nobody's supposed to go to hell. Nobody's supposed to go to hell. Therefore, we must not hold our peace. We must not be quiet. We must pray for the, the will of God to show forth. For the devil to lose his hold. The devil is a wicked person. He's, he's not nice. Oh. Sometimes it's like, oh, we're enjoying, we're enjoying life. No, brother. No, the plant. You see, when Dako farms, when the poultry farmer is taking care of chicken and he's feeding them year on year or month on month, he's bringing corn, wheat, giving them medicine, helping them, doing this, they are becoming fat and fatter and fatter. Is it not for a reason? It's just for a reason. It is so that during Easter or Christmas, they will be sacrificed. They will be, they will be, their heads will be chopped off. Yes. So the chicken can be eating the, the, the corn and saying, hey, this is our guy, he's nice. He's very nice. Look at how he's giving us. Wow. Since I, since I started, since I stopped doing all these church things, I've become becoming better. I'm becoming nice. A tree that, a, a branch that is chopped off from a tree does not die immediately. It's still green after some time. But you let it be there for some time, you see. It will start becoming brown. Yeah. And it's, it will die. Yes. It's nice. It's very, very nice. Hey. The devil is treating us well. They said there's a devil. Why is he? We can't even see him. Life is nice. Look at me and join in uh, this place. You can go to Kim. I go to Kimpiski. There's nothing wrong with going to Kimpiski. But what do you do at Kimpiski? Or what takes you to Kimpiski? Do you understand? Who takes you? Or what takes you? That, that is the question. Yes. Who takes you or what takes you? The spirit of disobedience. It's a spirit. Oh. 
The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience is, is working in them, causing them to do the things, causing them to flow according to the course of this world, fulfill the last of their flesh, the last of their mind, whatever comes to their mind, extreme things, things you wonder. Ah, one, one gentleman came to see a certain pastor, you know, and he was crying because of something he had done. A Christian, he had done something wrong, he had fallen, and he was crying. Pastor, pastor said, Ah, my friend, rise up. Do you know what people are doing in America? <laughs> That's what the pastor said. Do you know what people are doing in America? They are transgenders in America. They are this year. They are this day. They are this day. Hey. The pastor said, Charlie, rise up and fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. Don't mind the devil. Keep doing what God wants you to do. Confess your sins. God forgives you. Now rise up. Make sure that thing, you don't go back to it. Just keep going. Keep going. That's what the pastor told him. He told him, there are people doing wild things. There are sick categories of Eros, disobedience. It's not a small thing. People are seniors. Seniors. And they are seniors because of the spirit that is working in them. Disobedience. Disobedience. Wow. Number three. Pray for the Lordship to what? To turn from darkness to light. From the power of Satan to God. Acts chapter 26 verse 17. Acts 26, verse 17. This is Jesus talking to Paul. When he met Paul, he said, I've come to you, delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom I, send, I now send you. Next verse. I'm sending you to open their eyes. You remember? They are, they, which, how, which eyes are they opening? The eyes of their understanding. Their mind, that is blinded. He says, I'm sending you to open their eyes. So we've been sent to open people's eyes. How do we do that? Abadaga. Shegedava, we pray first. It is prayer that opens their eyes. Yes, so that the light of the glorious gospel, when it is shared, will do something for them. To open their eyes and also to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So we must pray for them to, for the power of the Satan to be broken on, away from them so that they will turn from darkness to light and from the power of satan to the power of god that's the power of satan you see the bible say you didn't say from satan there's a power satan has power there's a certain power he has and the power he has is deceit i've told you already it's deceit lies strategies from the power of satan unto god that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified in me hallelujah, hallelujah. so we pray for them like this isn't it yeah. yes Isaiah chapter 42 verse 6 to verse 7. Isaiah 42, 6 to 7. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light to the Gentiles. He's calling, he says, you who, has, you who are a lover of righteousness, those who have called you according to my righteousness, you are a light to the Gentiles. Next verse. To open the blind eyes. That's the first thing. A light to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison. They are, these people are prisoners. To the devil. And we must bring them out of prison. And them that sit in darkness out of, the, out, of the, out of the prison house. They are sitting in darkness. We must bring them out. So we must pray. Eh? Yeah. For them to turn from darkness into light. Look at John 3. John chapter 3, verse 16. You know John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Isn't it? John 3, 16. Verse 17 now. For God sent not his son into the world 
to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus came to save the world, not to condemn the world or judge the world. Next verse. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He said, the one who does not believe in Jesus Christ is already condemned. He's already judged. Now, what is the judgment? Next verse. This is what I want you to see. He says, and this is the judgment. The word condemnation is judgment. This is the judgment. That light is coming to the world. And men loved darkness rather than light. Who would do that? Is it normal for men to like darkness rather than light? Who doesn't like light on a normal day? Everybody likes light. On a no- because without light you can't see. But these people love darkness. Eh? They rather, they love them. Light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So we must pray that the darkness will be taken away. What do you think? Then number four. Are these important prayers? Very important prayers. These are the things you pray. You travail in birth. You pray. Before you preach to people in that place, you must pray. Travail. Give them to me. Devil, lose your hold. Yes. You tell the devil, take your, take your, I'm coming to take prisoners away from your prison. Those you are, they are not yours. They are not his. That is why he's holding them captives. They are his captives. He's a captive. He's a wicked man. He's a wicked person. He's holding them captives and they must be released. So you come as a, as a soldier. You come as a soldier from the, from the Lord. A soldier of light. For what purpose? To release them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number four. Pray that laborers will be sent. Pray for laborers to be sent into the harvest. Because the harvest is ready. Pray for laborers to be sent into the harvest. Because the harvest is ready. I'll continue on Wednesday. Hallelujah. I'll talk about this and talk about the, the, the other ones. Have you learned anything since you came to church? Yes. We must pray. We must give birth. We must labor in prayer. How many of you are ready to labor in prayer? To fulfill your ministry? Brother Charlie, somebody prayed for you. You must pray for somebody. Yeah. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody prayed for you. Timothy, you are not the way you are because you are special, because you are a very wild person. Like, no, you know yourself. Someone prayed for you. So you to pray for somebody. Yes. You are not sitting here because you are a very nice person. You love God. You are someone prayed for you. It is because of someone's prayer. If you realize you are not even so correct, someone is praying for you. You become correct with time. Yes, very soon you realize that you have you are a senior man of God. You are preaching, you are doing things, you are doing, you are you are saying things, you are shouting for Jesus. Not shouting for Shatawali or shouting for Stone Boy. You are shouting for Jesus. Not shouting for Amachi Dede. You know Amachi Dede, you don't know Amachi Dede. Some people shouted for Amachi Dede, it's not that much for them. Terry Bonchaka, do you know Terry Bonchaka? Yes. Wow. So I see you traveling in Beth, praying to the Holy Ghost, praying to the Father. Working with the Father to deliver the captives, taking them from the prison houses and bringing them to the glorious gospel of God's light. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I want us to practice, do practicals right now. Lift up, stand up and lift up your voice. In just five minutes. In just five, let's pray. Let's pray for some lost souls. Let's pray that the power of the devil will be broken from them. Let's pray that the light of the glorious gospel will come to them. In the name of Jesus. Pray wherever you are. Pray wherever you are. E balaba yaba sagana made E balaba madalaba madalaba abale gedebe Pray that the skies will be cleared The prince of the power of the air who has blinded many and is working in many lives 
the spirit of disobedience will clear. It will clear from people. So that the light of the glorious gospel will penetrate and change people's lives. So the light of the gospel that we are preaching in this country will penetrate to change people's lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. What is the use of your Christianity if you don't travel for others? You are a Christian and must travel for others. Travel for others. Travel for others. Pray. Pray that the lost sheep will come back. Pray that the light will, 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 will dawn on them. They will recognize. They will realize what is happening. Pray for a change. Pray for the light of the glory of God to penetrate. For the darkness to leave. For the light to come. Pray that the power of Satan will be bound. Bind the power of Satan. Bind his power. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.